Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors Podcast. I'm Patrick, and I'm talking about the 7-1 and one Golden State Warriors. The Warriors smacked the New Orleans Pelicans 126-85 to in a game that was actually also very entertaining. Sometimes these blowouts can be a little bit boring, you know what I mean? But this one... You know, we're starting to see this team really fill out, fill itself out. You know what I mean? First of all, this was a Pelicans team that was missing Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram, their two best players by far. But this is what you're supposed to do. You are supposed to beat up on the bad teams. You are not supposed to have a letdown game, a trap game, whatever you want to call it. And, you know... The Warriors over the years have been prone to those, but this Pelicans team is really bad. And I'm sure that former Warriors coaches Willie Green and Jaron Collins will be able to eventually right the ship, hopefully. It's good to see Willie Green get an opportunity, and it's good to see that Coach Collins landed somewhere, but they got to see the buzzsaw of this Warriors team and let's just face facts the Warriors organization the Warriors fan base should be very much thanking the NBA and the league schedule makers because it's pretty clear they wanted to give the Warriors a shot to get off to a strong start this season all these home games against some pretty bad teams but hey Seven and one, that's what you want. They've taken advantage of it so far. The league gave the Lakers this opportunity too, but as we've seen, they've fallen on their face and stumbled out the gate a bit. So I'm all good with that. But yeah, the importance of having this softer schedule and taking advantage of it is not just to accumulate wins, which is what you want to do, especially as the schedule gets tougher. And we just know that this Western Conference playoff race, seeding race, is going to be tough because there's a lot of good teams and there's a lot of teams that could fall in the, honestly, the one to six range, right? All it takes is a couple injuries here, there, some tight games lost, some tight games won. And, you know, there's there's just a lot of good teams. I mean, there's the Warriors, the Suns, the Jazz, the Nuggets, the Lakers, and maybe even the Clippers, and then the Mavericks and stuff. Those teams all have issues, but more or less, some of those teams will work their stuff out. And hey, over the summer, (laughs) I was like, optimistically, I think the Warriors could finish second if all things come together, right? And, you know, I'll stick to that. I'll stick to that. I don't know who's first. I don't know if it would be the Jazz or the Nuggets or the Suns riding the ship. But I don't know, with all that Sarver stuff, that's uh, that's going to be a major distraction. Uh, or if it's going to be the Lakers, you know, if they're going to figure things out. Hopefully not. Anyway, good on the Warriors for taking care of business. Jordan Poole had another great game, and it was really important, I feel, for him to have back-to-back good games because he was getting that rep, you know, and he still has it, I guess, of being streaky, Right. That was much needed for him, and he was aggressive, he was smart, he was in the flow, and that's what you want to see from him. When he was shooting poorly, I was like, oh, maybe he just needs to kind of, you know, get more balance on his shot, take a little bit more time, and it seems like he's doing that a bit. Also, 
I've said in the past that the Warriors need somebody to get to the basket and to get the other team in foul trouble, get to the line, get easy points. And he does drive, but, you know, hopefully he'll start getting some calls. He ends up on the ground a lot. So either he needs to start getting the ref's respect or figure out other ways to get calls because that's important. The Warriors don't really have anybody else who will just take it to the rack. And that's how you get in the bonus early and how you get easy points. And this was another bad Steph game. And that's fine. You know, it's not a criticism or an indictment of him. But what we're seeing is other guys step up. And these early games are where you build your identity. It's where you build your confidence, not just for these players in themselves, but amongst the other guys on your team and with the coaches. It's where they are can see what you can do and earn their trust and earn minutes and get inserted into games when things actually matter. I mean, the obvious example of that is Gary Payton II. He's continued to improve every game. He's not hitting his three-point shots. That's fine. They don't need him for that. But him finishing at the basket, playing tough defense, I mean, that's what you need. That's what you want from him. And his value is going to be huge. I said after the Lakers game and after the Clippers game, Andre Godala is old and you need him for those really important high leverage games and not necessarily all the games against lesser competition. You want to keep him fresh and I'm sure they'll start doing that. And whereas before you would need to put Andre on point of attack guys or just to you know be that defensive anchor, you could put Gary Payton out there for a lot of that, right? I mean, Andre wouldn't probably do as well against some of these younger point guards, but you put Peyton out there and you get Andre in his ear, Andre on the bench telling him what he's seeing, giving him some pointers, and then, hey, you got Andre on the court by proxy. And seeing Poole break out of his early season slump, just want to emphasize, you know, like all those names that you were hearing over the summer, especially Beal, Lillard as like another dominant scorer, Jordan Poole kind of negates that now, you know? You don't need another all-star because you have Jordan Poole, who is young, cheap, <laughs> and fits the role of what you need. And once Clay Thompson gets back, if Jordan Poole can slide to the bench and start giving you those minutes, I mean, that just makes this team so much more lethal. The depth of this team right now is impressive as they're gelling, but once you add Clay and soon Wiseman, it's going to be kind of insane. Obviously, like things have to break right for everybody, health, development, whatever. But even as it stands, this team is going to be very, very potent. Again, there's certain teams that will be tougher for the Warriors to play against, but that's what the season is, right? The season is for this Warriors team as it was for all the dynasty years. It's to prepare for the playoffs, right? spent our whole Warriors fandom beforehand, like every game is about trying to get into the playoffs. And we saw what that was like the last two seasons where we're just trying to get in last year past the play-in game and the year before just the worst team in the league. So those are always fresh in your mind. But this team right here, it's all long view. It's all about getting to that point. I can't wait to see this team in April, you know, Knock on wood, everyone's healthy. But even if you have some nicks and bruises and stuff, having Clay back after a couple months, 
having Wiseman, having Kaminga and Moody getting a bunch of G League minutes and then getting spot minutes and garbage minutes in the league with the big league club, that'll be huge. The NBA is back and at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA, the key to victory is a strong starting five. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. So why not make your roster of Washington, 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 and, oh yeah, Washington. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I got to go back a little bit. And I've said on this podcast how much I want Gary Payton to get that 15th roster spot. And I just got to go back and give credit to Aram in Toronto because he was on the show over the summer and he was saying that he wanted Gary Payton II on this squad even before the draft. I was like, yeah, okay, you know, like I I guess I'll take that as a defensive ace. But I still wanted, this is before Nico Mannion left for Italy, I wanted Nico Mannion on the team still. And all things being equal, Gary Payton's fit and his ability to give the Warriors what he's giving them right now. Yeah, I'll take that over 20-year-old Nico Mannion. I mean, Gary Payton is 28 years old. So even though he doesn't have that many NBA games under his belt, that dude is a grown-ass man. You know, He's savvy. He's been around the NBA for a long time with his dad, and he knows his role and isn't trying to do too much. He's taking what's coming, taking what the game is giving him, taking what the Warriors offense has given him, And that massive dunk again on the Pelicans, it's like, come on, come on. Like, when was the last time the Warriors had that kind of vertical threat from the guard position? And just having that option to throw it up there, to like use verticality, I mean, totally different position, but hopefully James Wiseman is seeing this and seeing how many easy lobs he could get on the break, in transition, or in set offense. I mean, the Warriors are barely using the dunker spot pass. Obviously, those turn more into layups. But, you know, once you throw Wiseman in there, I mean, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully he's learning what he needs to do on defense because that's the main thing that's going to keep him out of games. I think at some point last season, it was like, oh, man, if we could just combine Wiseman and Looney into one player, (laughs) like combine Wiseman's physical gifts and offensive gifts and add Looney's defensive acumen and discipline and know-how, then you'd have an instant all-star. Okay, maybe not an all-star, but you know, a hell of a player. And that vertical threat, man, it just it just unlocks so much for this team. And it hypes people up, you know? Another thing I noticed was like, man, Again, seeing how many shooters the Warriors can have on the court at any time, they always have at least three shooters to some extent on the court 
I mean, they start out with Steph, Jordan Poole, and Wiggins, and it's debatable if you want to call Wiggins a shooter, but he can hit some shots when he's online. But beyond him, you have the option of throwing in Bielitsa, Otto Porter Jr., Damian Lee, and then eventually you'll get Clay Thompson back, the second greatest shooter of all time. And then Moses Moody eventually will be trustworthy to throw in there for earlier minutes when you need him. That guy will start draining shots even more so when the calendar flips in 2022. So you can always have shooters out there. And then, I'm sorry, you throw James Wiseman in there with Draymond Green, and then you really, really have a lot of options. And the passing on this team is just kind of, I mean, it, it's insane. Again, the Pelicans are terrible, terrible defensively, just breakdowns everywhere. But Andre Iguodala, he had 10 assists. He had, a lot of, he had a lot of fun out there, apparently. And that just highlights how useful he is in this offense on this team. He signs with another team. He's just standing in the corner playing defense on a, on a wing, you know, and just waiting for someone to throw him the ball. But his intelligence, his skill set, the fact that, like, he doesn't have to score many points, that's not what he does at this stage of his career. He doesn't do that, and that's not his value. And he gets the most out of that on this Warriors team. I don't think he could be this useful anywhere else, especially with the fact that, you know, his quotes after the game of basically keeping Jordan Poole accountable, right? Like that he has no free throws. Like I was saying earlier, he's the guy on this team who can get to the basket and they need him to draw fouls. And Andre was calling him out for, you know, dude needs to get more fouls. He needs to get to the free throw line more, figure it out, work on it. And then also contribute in other areas like, you know, getting more assists, rebounds, etc. And we already know that he's a big fan of Wiseman and sees probably in his interactions with him, like how he needs to encourage him. You know, Jordan Poole has that swagger. He's probably a little cocky, very confident all the time. So, you know, you can push him a little bit, you know, you can tease him and draw that out of him. Wiseman, you know. Maybe a little bit more of a a sensitive soul, (laughs) I will say. I don't know. But that kind of person, Andre sees, you have to encourage a little more. You have to push him a little bit more. You have to give him more positive reinforcement and stuff. And it's fascinating to see Andre work both on the bench and on the court. And again, like this team is so much better with him on it. We all know Steph, Clay, Draymond are the quote-unquote big three, but Andre's been there, the older dude, as we all know, the adult in the room, and even more so now with literal kids on the roster. And lastly, um, I've talked about in the past how I wanted Trey Murphy at the 14th pick. Aramon Toronto did as well a little bit, but I'm happy with Moody. Trey Murphy, he looks good out there, but... Hey, we all know it's about once you get into the league, the organization, it's the context of the team that you're on. And I like Moody. You know, Murphy's longer and more athletic, but the fit for Moody and growing up, maturing in this Warriors system, in this Warriors organization, I'll take that. I like Moody. So, you know, all good. I'll be keeping my eye on Murphy over the years, but, uh, but Moody is... Definitely a solid, solid pickup, and I'm happy the Warriors got him. Anyway, the Warriors get the Rockets on Sunday and then the Hawks on Monday. Those are going to be some really interesting games. The Rockets, 
I'm going to be watching that one because obviously Jalen Green, the greatest Filipino basketball player of all time. Sorry, Jordan Clarkson, but Jalen Green is going to rise up past you pretty soon. So I'm curious to see how that team plays. And also Sangoon, Alperin Sangoon, the Turkish center. I like his game. He's shown a lot, especially for like a, a, a teenager. And then the Hawks game, that will be a challenge, right? I'm curious to see who gets more free throws, Steph Curry or Trey Young. But that's a young team that's coming up, that has its system, that has their star player. How do the Warriors fare against that? That'll be a test, interesting test, you know, especially against a team that is way more confident than the last time the Warriors saw them. Anyway. Hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. This has been another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs. Go Dubs.